If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Hey there, and thanks for joining us on this latest episode of the Business Life of Coffee podcast. We are joined by organization expert extraordinaire, Lindsay Phillips, who helps entrepreneurs attract and acquire more customers faster with powerful content marketing. And she also makes sure that you can be uh, good to go with being efficient, productive, and profitable in business. Lindsay is also the host of the Sailing to Success podcast show. So make sure you give it a listen on iTunes, Stitcher, and all those good places. Uh, she is the owner of Smooth Sailing Business Growth. And today we're going to talk about being organized and why that's so important. You know, uh, kids are going back to school, it's the fall, and how can you as a business owner or soon to be entrepreneur? Get organized with your goals and be accountable to the goals that you set for yourself. So, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes, thank I you. I love talking of productivity. I like, I don't know why, but I guess because I'm so type A and I'm such a control freak <laughs> that it's like if things aren't organized just so, it like makes me a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> that definitely can serve for the non-type A folks to, to have you on their team and, <laughs> and guide them. Um, folks like myself, I, I find that I'm, I'm type A in some things and then other things yeah. I'm just kind of like, eh, it's okay. If it happens, it happens. Um, but you on your website here on, on lindsayphillips.com, you have a, a free report of eight ways to be more productive. And I, I want do. people to go and download that. But could you just talk a little bit about um, the importance of productivity and, and steps to take to be more productive? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, being productive, it's not about doing more in a day, um, but it's feeling accomplished, not being stressed to the max every day. Um, and then just being consistent with your processes and procedures so that you can be more focused um, and get more done in a short amount of time. It's funny because a year ago, um, I wanted to go to the gym every morning and, you know, do yoga and all that good stuff. But I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so busy in my business. How can I possibly take that much time out of my day and not be working. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just going to, it means I'm going to work in the evening or whatever. Right. Um, but I did it anyways. Cause I knew just for me personally, I, I just needed that in a big way, but it's so weird. I like would go to the, like my kids, you know, get on the bus at eight o'clock and I go to the gym and like, you know, by the time I'm back and stuff, like really, I don't start working until 10 AM and I finish at the same time. I do not work evenings. And I, it's like I have more clarity in my mind, and I'm so much more focused. Um, and that was a huge lesson. I really did not think that, that would happen. 
Um, so yeah. So even like for me going to the gym and taking that time for myself, that's like a productivity tip really. Um, it, and, and I never thought it would be, but I I was really impressed by that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do check my emails and stuff while Mm -hmm. I'm on the bike. (laughs) (laughs) Can't seem to get away from those notifications. (laughs) I know, but I don't mind that because it gets me like I get rid of the crap, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And then I know mentally, okay, you know, this pop because things pop up unexpectedly in life and in business that you don't plan for, yep, right? Agreed. Oh my God, I have an emergency webinar that I have to set up today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I try not to do that, and and I'm a planner, but just stuff comes up. So stuff at least happens, you can yeah. prepare. Yeah, you can prepare yourself, right? Yeah. The and worst is uh, I, the worst is when you get that call that says, "Hey, just confirming that we are uh, all set to go in five minutes," and then you're looking at your calendar like, uh, "What's in five minutes?" Because I'm, no. I'm the kind of guy. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, that that just that throws me off when I when I get those ghost appointments that uh, that I'm supposed yeah. to have prepared for that I that I didn't. <laughs> Panic mode. <laughs> I know. And you, you raised a good point, though, is that you need to know how you work and how your brain works. It's like for you, like, you know, that things that are like crazy, massively urgent have to be in your calendar. And you know what? I'm the exact same way. Yeah. I mean, I've got all the, I have my appointments in red on my calendar. Um, and, and that's one of my tips. Use your calendar for your advantage. I have super crazy, important tasks that yeah, they're in my teamworks and yeah, they're in their, my project management tool, but those really important ones need to be in front of my face. It, they need to like pop up with a Google alert that interrupts what I'm doing as much mm-hmm. as I curse it. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. I mark those in green that are like super important tasks. I mark my personal stuff in purple so that even when I look at my calendar really quickly, I can see what my week looks like. And then I'm like, okay, so I can fit this in, this project in between these two time slots or whatever. And I do, as much as I hate it, do get those, um, you know, when you're like typing on a Word document and then all of a sudden it'll take you to your Google Calendar page out of the blue and give you that alert. It like interrupts you. Yes. And I I curse it. Yes. But sometimes I need it because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. And then I'm like, oh, snap, I do have a meeting in 10 minutes. Um, because time can just get away from you, right? So yeah, those agreed. little tricks, um, and so that I'm not panicking and worrying about it, I can focus on a task and be creative and write or do whatever I need because I know that that Google alert is going to warn me 15 minutes before and make me stop what I'm doing um, so that I'm not always like looking at the clock. Oh, is it almost that time? Am I going to miss it? You're just You're able to focus on what you need to get done. Nice. So that's huge. Um, yeah, I use my calendar all the time. Um, and then, oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I obviously mentioned my, that I use Teamworks. Um, if you're juggling a lot of different tasks, a lot of different clients, um, and a lot of different things, do not rely on your memory <laughs> or your inbox or, you know, anything else to remind you of those things. It's like, I would be lost without my teamwork. And I've used Basecamp and there's Podio and Asana. And I mean, there's tons of different tools and some of them I hate and some of them I love, but it's, it, it's what works for me, right? Some people love Asana. 
I go in there and my, I don't know, my brain glazes over. I'm like, I just, it doesn't work for, the interface doesn't work for me visually. So mm-hmm. I think knowing what works for you. Some people love Trello. I do enjoy that. Um, and, but yeah, if, and then I can put tasks in there for me, for other people. I don't have to remember stuff. It'll tell me like, you know, you go to the little page and it's like, what do you have on today? What to do today? What's due at the end of the week? Um, you can flag them, um, high priority, medium priority, low priority. You can set tags to them that I'm like, I'm waiting for, you know, the written material from the copywriter. I am waiting for the meeting next Wednesday to go over it with the client so that I can quickly look at it and be like, oh yeah, I'm waiting for something. I don't have to dig in, remember what the heck it was, where I'm at, the status. It's so easy for me to look at it and know exactly what I'm waiting for why the task is set for that day. Is it low priority? Is it high priority? It just makes me not have to think so much about it. And it just makes my life so much easier. So highly recommend a project management tool for anybody. Okay, great. Using a project management tool is helpful to track dates and deadlines and responsibilities. I I am very curious and we'll talk offline about this, but I'm very curious as to, um, your preference, how you prefer teamwork versus some of the other mm-hmm. tools out there. What is it about teamwork that just, it's the one for you? Mainly it was, I mean, I loved Basecamp um, and it gave great reminders and stuff like that, but I can sync teamworks um, to my QuickBooks. So my team, um, we track our hours and our time for different projects, different clients. And then that just exports, you know, their, their reports so they know how much time they spent on different clients so that I can pay them accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also allows me to import it into QuickBooks to do my invoicing. So that saves me a ton of time. Um, and then because Teamworks does have a tag, that tagging system that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. you can create your own tags because some of the things that I have in there are, are procedures. So I have a red procedures tag. So when I, uh, it's easy for me to find procedures under certain sections. Um, Some things are just resources. Some things are just like an idea for a client. So it's an idea file. So it's a way of categorizing your stuff, right? Okay. And then you can attach files in the, this is what I love. So in, let's say I get an email from a client, um, then I transfer the information to Teamworks. I set up my task. There's even subtasks. Um, and then I quite often just copy and paste that email itself into that, the comment of that task so that I never have to dig up past emails. What was our conversation? What did he say he wanted for this? It's all right there. And then my team can make their own comments, add things onto it, add files. Everything is in one place. And then, um, you know, you change the due date and what have you. And then when you're done, you delete it. And I get a, an alert that says, you know, my team, Tom, completed this task. And I'm like, to me, as a business owner, I'm like, yay, that's done. And I know things are on track. And, you know, I do have a project manager. So they go in, check all my team's tasks. What's overdue? Are they on track? They report back. So you can also, if you are managing a team, really allow for that accountability and checking on the status of projects that you know you're on track. Okay. Yeah, that's very helpful. 
uh, I'm working with a group now that uses teamwork and there isn't a, a high adoption rate for it. But I think if, um, if trained properly on it and um, mm -hmm. knowing the value as, as you're talking about it, I think that can really help with the adoption uh, and excitement around it. Um, so that was just a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many other features that I don't use and I probably maybe even could, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm good with what I have. I probably, you know, in my spare time, <laughs> you know, figure out what the other features are all about. But yeah. So, so I'm good for now. Yeah. So, so for those listening, uh, and again, we are joined by Lindsay Phillips, who is an organization extraordinary. She's great at what she does with prioritizing and, and she's type A and gets stuff done and feels accomplished. Um, it's important, as you're saying, to have a project management tool so that people can be in the loop with regard to communication and next steps mm -hmm. and timelines and due dates and files. Um, so that's more along the lines of organizational um, productivity. What are some tips that you could give for an individual to master their productivity on a, on a daily basis? It's honestly the big battle, and I'm sure everyone can relate, is dealing with the inbox, right? Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Email <laughs> insanity. <laughs> and sometimes it sucks me in, and then a day goes by, I'm like, OMG, I feel like I've gotten nothing done. I feel like all I've done is respond to emails. Yes, it had to be done, but I, I just hate days like that. It, it, it does happen, but um, the key thing with your inbox is think of it as a junction. Do not use it as a to-do or a task list. Do not use it as an archival system. Um, I see some people, and they're, like, they delete nothing. Everything is in their inbox, and it's either read or unread. Mm -hmm. And I just, like... It's like fingernails on a chalkboard for me. Oh. I'm just like I can't. I'm like, oh my god, I can't look. You would, you would hate my. I inbox. just can't deal. <laughs> I go nuts um, because to me, it's like it's just so easy for things to slip through the cracks. Mm -hmm. um, it's so easy to miss things, and it can just feel overwhelming, right? Like when you look in your inbox and you see a bazillion unread or even read emails, it's like. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can it can easily and it it can trip you up. Um, so it's like you know when it comes in, it's either you can respond right away, really quick. You're going to forward it to someone that it applies to, or you're going to put it in your calendar if you have a meeting and it has to do with like what I do is if I've got an upcoming meeting with a client then I put in notes in that description part of my appointment of things that we're going to cover. And sometimes we even take email bits. It may be long, but then I know everything is in one spot that I need. Um, and then I delete it. Or obviously I put it in my project management tool, set up the tasks for myself or my team, even copy and paste that email in there. And then I delete it because I know, okay, I'm going to work on that in two days. Mm -hmm. Or I don't need to do this until next week. But it's not sitting in my inbox. Um, and, and yeah, and just think of it as a junction. You have to take an action, delete it, do something in the next five minutes, or it goes in your project management. Um, and just don't get sucked in by your inbox. It's like, you need to like, you know, check your emails and that's fine. But if you know you have three projects or three things that you need to get done that day, 
Do not look at Facebook. <laughs> do not look at your emails. And just focus on that one task, whatever that one project is. Get through it. Get it done. You will feel so much better. You'll feel so much more motivated. And then go check your emails again um, and go through them. And then if you're like me, I've got you know different clients, different team members that are emailing me. I always batch task. This one's really big, Joey. Mm-hmm. So if if you know I get emails regarding different clients and stuff come in, so I'm not gonna look at my emails from top to bottom or even bottom to top. Um, I'm going to. It's like okay, I see five emails that has to do with this client. So I'm gonna you know put on my timer, whatever. I'm gonna focus on his emails. If there's any quick tasks I need to get done for that, put it in Teamworks, answer them, and then I'm done. Because your brain if it flips from one client to another, it, it takes a while for your, your brain to catch up, right? And kind of, you know, what were we working on with that project? What's going on? What am I missing? And, and just to kind of reframe and refocus your brain, it just, it takes a bit of time. So if you do all those together and then it's like, okay, now I'm going to work on this client stuff, go through all of their emails that are relative. Um, so batch tasking, it just, you feel more accomplished and you're much more focused and you can get things done quicker. That's excellent. Yeah, that's that's so true. I mean, the the idea of being able to multitask, I think that's a lie. So many people say, say totally. oh, I can juggle multiple things at once. But there's a there's a law of diminished returns there. The more you juggle, the less productive your output. So you're probably working harder in juggling than you would if you just yeah. batch things, you know, client one, client two, or project one, project two, uh, and, and moving things forward that way. I know. And it's like, I'm not perfect. I still get sucked in. And sometimes I'm like, something will catch my attention. I'm like, Ooh, I better respond to that. And then I'll like, look at it. And then I'll skip over to another client. And then I'll look at an email from one of my team members. And then by the end of it, I'm like, I feel dizzy. I swear. <laughs> and then and, and just over just that sense of overwhelm. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I'm like, step away from the emails yeah. <laughs> and then because it's so easy to get sucked in right <laughs> too easy it's it's a it's a never-ending never-ending trail especially no. if, you, if you see my uh, my inbox i have uh, <laughs> i mean there's so many different inputs right there there are clients there's uh, yep. You know, you sign up for a, a free report and then you get marketing from different places and then yeah. Facebook's telling you who liked your picture and then Instagram and all these different inputs. Um, so it can get overwhelming pretty fast. I know. And I've, I've cut off all notifications um, except for some important Facebook ones um, with my groups. But I turn the notifications off on all of that stuff. And then I, I schedule specific time to go into those platforms to catch up and respond to things. That's a helpful tip. Yeah, because then I'm not distracted and, I, and I'm not like, you know, oh, my God, I've got 133 emails in my inbox. Like that alone, it just it, it can make you feel stuck like, oh, my God. <laughs> We've we've got some time here, um, got a few minutes, and I know that you you are you run smooth sailing business growth, mm-hmm. and then you also have the sailing to success podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as smooth sailing to business growth, um, you help entrepreneurs attract and acquire more customers faster through powerful content marketing. 
what uh, what are some of the what's the importance behind content marketing, and why should an entrepreneur focus on content marketing for the purpose of building business? For sure, and it's um, I know some people are their 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 brains are all sales sales promo promo, but it's like in this day and age, every it's so noisy out there, right? There's there's your attention can flitter and flutter to different places so quickly. So the key here is attracting people, building trust, building relationships. Um, Cause really people buy from people that they like, that they know that they trust, that they feel that knows their stuff. And especially being on the online world back in, you know, the olden days, so to speak, where you're meet, you're not meeting people in person and establishing that kind of relationship. So it's kind of a, a different game. So with content marketing, whether the content is written blogs or it's video or it's podcast or it's a webinar, the medium doesn't matter as much uh, as long as you understand your target market and what they like and don't like. But it's like you want to serve. You want to give people information that they're looking for that solves their pain, that helps them. Because that's in a fun, catchy way that's going to attract them. Because once they're attracted and they, you know, get onto your e-list, then you can nurture them. You can build a relationship with them, engage with them on social media. And as you nurture that relationship and that trust and show them how much you know through even more content, then they are more likely to buy from you, which is the main goal, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was speaking with someone and I was saying, you know, uh, capital, which we get from satisfying our customers, which is a a byproduct of satisfying our customers, uh, is a lifeline to a business. And if you don't have capital, it means you are not satisfying your customers or making Mm -hmm. poor uh, business decisions. And when you don't have the capital, it constricts your ability to do things um, for your business. So. I definitely agree that the end goal is to get good customers, service them well, and have them become raving fans. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it's, um, oh, my thought pattern just came and went. Um, but it's also, I oh, know it was, but it's also a branding thing and an image thing, right? Like, it's kind of like if you go on someone's social media or Facebook feed, if you go on their website and they haven't posted a blog or social media content or, you know, in a month, you're like, are, are they still open for business? Mm-hmm. Are they, you automatically have that preconceived idea about them, right? Whereas if they have a ton of great content, everything is branded, it looks good, it's not all promo, because I hate that. You go to someone's Facebook page and it's like promo, 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 and you're like, oh my God, it's bye. <laughs> um, it's it's like that first impression, it makes a difference. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, people don't realize, I, people, I mean, business owners, they don't realize just how much people surf the web and find information oh, about yeah. you before they even contact your business. I know. I always go to people's Facebook pages if I'm like looking up a company or I want support or whatever it may be. Yeah. And if I go there and there's not any engagement or like even they're not commenting on posts. I'm like, are they available for support? Do they care about their customers? <laughs> yeah. It's like I, that goes through my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what are some, uh, what are some of the content marketing trends that you're seeing these 
right now. I know it's a changing field, you know, now, now podcasting is really big, but mm-hmm. uh, what are some of the, what are some of the trends that you're seeing? D- podcasting is huge right now. Um, and Facebook live, obviously. Um, and I know a lot of people are getting, um, some great responses from Instagram as well. And I think the key is, um, not necessarily looking where the trends are, but it's, um, where is your target market hanging out? You know, what kind of content do they want? I mean, one of my clients, his target market Um, they're only on LinkedIn and Facebook. They don't even know what Snapchat is. They are not on Twitter. Um, So it's like don't hop on that bandwagon of Snapchat and waste that time and investment if your peeps aren't even there. Yeah. So, and it's same with like, is your audience, do they like to listen? Do they prefer to watch? Um, Do they prefer to read? It's like, you kind of need to know on therefore what kind of content to put out and where to put it out. Um, so I think that's more important than, you know, what is the latest and greatest. I mean, granted, I think video is, is always going to be a winner. People want to see your face. They want to, you know, they can tell if they have a connection with you or not. Right. Um, they could, they feel like what you're really like and if they can trust you, if they like your mannerisms and what you have to say and, um, so I think video is always crucial. People don't always have a comfort zone of, of doing videos. Um, I know I didn't, I was scared crap <laughs> of having to do videos, <laughs> but I did it anyways. And yes, the first few sucked and it's like, you just have to get over that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, um, and just believe in that your knowledge and what you know, it has value and and it's useful for people. And sometimes it's like, you know, I've got a bad hair day or I'm not wearing makeup or whatever, but I do a video anyways because I have an idea and I want to share something. And it's like, that is more important to me than it looking like a perfect production. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Lindsay, where can our listeners go to connect with you and see your videos and follow you on social Mm -hmm. and even reach out if they need any content marketing or uh, assistance online? Sure. So they can go to the easiest thing to do is go to uh, smoothbusinessgrowth.com. There is a start here page where they can, you know, learn about content marketing and the services that we have. There are links to my sister site there, so they can link to and view my blogs, my videos, and uh, and check out my podcast show too. Wonderful, wonderful. And um, I'm gonna check out some more episodes of your podcast and uh, tweet them out to my oh cool my audience. Well, thank you for being. Well, on thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show, and uh, definitely would love to have you back sometime soon. Oh, thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at JoeyVPriceHR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.